and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Kids are weird, y'all. Yep. We're just on a roll with these, just jumping right in. Just jumps right in there. <laughs> She's ready to go. These cold opens are just... Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, kids are weird. Yeah. Is that just a general uh, statement, or is this a, just a recent discovery? Uh, kids, all kids. I mean, it's both, but mm-hmm. uh, I was going to say they're weird because Charlie has uh, seen the Sonic the Hedgehog movie twice now. <laughs> I loved it so much, th- much the first time, had to go back for a second. Who has seen it with her twice? Because she can't go to movies by herself. Uh, well, Justin took her the first time, mm-hmm. which Justin had to, he was discussing it on another podcast, and so mm-hmm. he had to see it. Mm-hmm. And he talked Charlie into coming with him thinking there's a chance she won't like this but maybe she will come with me and she did she liked it she liked it a great deal so much so that when uh clinton carroll invited her to come Mm. she said yeah i want to come again i want to go see this movie almost as many times as she saw frozen 2 i can't saw that three times yeah Yeah. but still yeah so she has seen it twice do you think she's the only person who's seen it twice no i feel like that's what kids do though right (laughs) they like a thing and then they just that's their thing well, that I mean that is true. I have watched SpongeBob the Musical uh 50, 60, 70 to I I'm you think I'm exaggerating? Uh, there are days where it's been on twice. Wow. I think I've actually seen that like 30 times. Yikes. I know I every song, I know every line. I could perform it while well, I'm not that talented. There are some really impressive yeah. dance and acrobatic moves in that. I couldn't do those. But I could at least say a split is being done now. I can't do a split, but I know when it is. But I know that a split should be done. <laughs> Cooper knows all the lines and all the words. Yes, all the songs. I love to hear her. Just kind of hello, hello, bikini hello. bottom. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I saw Sonic with uh without a child. I saw it with a bunch of adults. So I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's a choice. I don't think I got quite as much joy out of it as um as Charlie has clearly gotten. <laughs> Do, do you feel like it's worthy of a second go round? I wouldn't want to see it a second time. Uh, I don't know. It was a weird movie. I I loved Jim Carrey's performance in it. Like, I wish it had just been him on the screen for two hours being weird. But the... did, did you did you ever think you would say, I wish Jim Carrey would be? Yeah. <laughs> I want to see a movie that is just Jim Carrey for two hours being weird. I've, I think that's. That's I, I've been saying that since the first time I saw Jim Carrey in a movie. I don't know. I there was never a time where I'm not down for like Jim Carrey at his weirdest for there, a long there, of time. I don't know what that is. There is a very specific uh, sense of humor that Jim Carrey at his Jim Carreyist appeals to, and apparently it's you, Tay, and also Justin, I, because Jim Carrey at his absolute max, like that is. It's totally Justin's thing. And it never was like I didn't particularly enjoy the mask, didn't particularly enjoy Ace Ventura. Not I mean like not they're I'm not saying they're bad. I'm not passing judgment. Just not not really my thing. You yeah. know? I get that. I think I'm with you on that one. I think because it's so much of comedy is like oh it's you know, it's like oh it's smart humor, like uh, you know, like I, I'm like I put all this effort into this build up and like I delivered and I'm like I, it's kind of like there's like oh you're funny but I'm also a little afraid of you because you might come at me and with Jim Carrey his kind of comedy it's just like I'm putting it all out there I'm going 150% I'm gonna look pretty dumb when I do it and I'm it's like all in for you 
like, I don't know. It's a very like I I enjoy that. It's it's a gleeful, bizarre like comedy that I uh, makes me very happy. It yeah. is it is an evolution too. I think that like you get so like your appreciation for Jim Carrey when you're young is like he's so funny. I love Ace Ventura. And then you get a little older and you're like I'm more into, you know, the Truman Show is more the mm-hmm. Jim Carrey that I appreciate. And then you can come full circle as an adult to be like, nah, I just loved Ace Ventura. It was yeah. very funny. <laughs> Ace Ventura was very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I, also, I also only recently realized that, I don't know, it's just like getting older, like wearing what I want and not caring as much about like trying to look stylish. And one of one of my coworkers pointed out, I was like, you kind of dress like Ace Ventura these days. <laughs> <'Cause I swear. laughs> like a like a Hawaiian button up, but I had like plaid pants on and a t-shirt. I'm like, you think? I'm like, yeah, is that, I was like, is that a good thing? Like, I mean, it's a thing. I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna roll with it. My hair sticks it's up. It's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing indeed. Like, I'm not, I'm not mad. Cause you know, everybody's gotta have a style. If that's mine, it's, you know from its natural evolution i think i think that's fine so but you are not you are not in a hurry to go see sonic again I, the, the rest it was just very strange i mean the, the, I think it was charming it's a kids movie i'm not gonna like skewer a kids movie it was meant sure. for children i don't know what yeah. i went in expecting like i just seen birds of prey like a few weeks ago i loved it and i was like kind of had like similar like I felt like the same people were talking about both movies. And so I was like, oh, maybe this is, oh, this is for kids. This is for kids. That one was for me. This one's for kids. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I will say that I, I didn't see the movie. I saw like trailers of it and clips from it and stuff. And like, I feel like they, whatever made Sonic's teeth so upsetting in the original <laughs> yeah. ads, like they fixed that, they right? Yeah, like, they, they, it did not look upsetting when I saw clips of the, the final product. No, they they definitely fixed the CGI, and it it doesn't it doesn't look bad. Um, I I just it was it was I guess you know the moment of like what's James Marston's is that the the actor in that movie? I very, believe that's very right. Handsome man. Uh, he's like cradling the like CGI Sonic in a very like intense scene, and it's I guess it's supposed to be emotional. That was that moment. I was like, this is weird. Still, it's still weird. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get. It's weird. I can't get into this. <laughs> I like Charlie telling me at one point she's telling me about the movie. And she goes, see, there are these gold rings. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm I get it. I'm yeah. familiar with the gold rings, Charlie. <laughs> I played Sonic the Hedgehog on Sega Genesis when I was young. I know what I'm do. familiar. Kids do have interesting perceptions of films because just today Cooper was listening to the cat's not the original Broadway soundtrack. Nope. We only listen to the movie when movie here. soundtrack. Oh, no. And Charlie turned it on and Cooper was listening to it. And I said, Cooper, who is that that's singing? And she said, Daddy's friends. <laughs> well, are they? Okay. They both think Justin has been in Cats for some reason. Because today, we I don't know why. Because Charlie today was listening to Cats and dancing. And she came over and started pulling on Justin to, to stand up and said, Come on, Daddy. You know this whole dance. Do it with me. And I was like, why do you, wait, why do you think daddy knows the dance? She said, because he was in it. And I'm who, like, did she, who would she think he was? I don't know. It was just the opening number. So I don't know who, like, this has all of the Jellicles. So I'm not sure which one. 
she thinks Justin it, or like what was he on the broad in the Broadway one or in the movie or in like a community theater production? I don't know what she thinks, but she they both seem to think Justin has a lot of cats expertise. Can you make this like a family lie that will just live on? <laughs> that Justin was in the original Broadway cast. Yes. Cats. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like on, on, on Charlie's like 18th birthday, you say, OK, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to let you in on a secret. Your father was, was never, never in cats. In cats. <laughs> Happy my birthday! Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> I always was told my dad was in Cats, and then I turn eighteen, and I find out it was all a lie. That's her interesting fact. Like every first day of school, icebreaker. It's like, well, my dad was in Cats, and everybody in the room's like, lie. "No, he wasn't. No, he was definitely not. <laughs> he wasn't." That's a that's a lot. That's a lot for a therapist to deal with someday. Yeah, my family just lied to me for eighteen years about this because they thought it was funny. It was just a joke. To, it's just a joke. It was funny. That's why they did it. <laughs> Although at that point in history, what will our view of cats be? Will it be forgotten? Uh, cats no. does not seem to. I don't think cats will ever I go mean, away. This People, cats. Oh, the movie. Oh no, yeah. this cat's gonna. Oh. It's gonna be a cult like classic yes. thing that people watch every Halloween. Like I, I don't know. I'm excited it, to have it. Accessible. <laughs> I am excited about. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited that it's part of the zeitgeist. I like it. Uh, yeah, I, I do I'm, too. I'm, I welcome it. I welcome it into to my appreciation of the world. Everything that makes the world a little stranger um, <laughs> is good, I, is good for me. Well, you know, like it, it achieves the level of bad that means it's like somehow circled back around to amazing. Like I love when things <laughs> yeah. do that. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. C- come in. Yeah, the room is here waiting for you. It was a long and hard journey, but you've made it. You've made it. You're here. Thank you. Please come in. Also, the dancing is very impressive. It is. Just on a side note, the, in every version of Cats. It, yes, and and it's not enough is said. It's it's a shame because not enough was ever said about like in the movie version. Uh, the dancing. If you can focus on the dancing, it is. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. I mean, the talent. It's just incredible. Anyway. Uh, that's not, speaking of, uh, old things that never go away. (laughs) Oh, no. That's a good, that's a good lead in. That's good. Was that good? Uh, I want to talk about friends. Not like. Our friends? Not our friends. talk about my friends. Not like my friend. not like my actual friends. The fake ones that we all had on TV for a while. Okay. Our fake friends. The clap Not that they're The Joey and the Chandler and the Rachel and. Yeah. All them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because here is here is why. One, of course, I think a lot of us just need to stand up and admit that there was a moment in your life where you loved friends. Not everyone, but there were a lot of us. Yeah. And a lot of us have grown up and realized that there were problems. Yes. With friends. Yes. Many problems. Uh, and and perhaps can now take a more critical view of friends while simultaneously admitting that deep down you still do kind of like it a little, at least yeah. a little, or at least appreciate parts of it. Now, I I am from that generation. What is confusing to me about Friends and why I think it is uh, it, an interesting podcast topic is that it seems to have connected to your generation, yes. Riley. Because you all yeah. watch it, or at least did when it was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I I don't know. Like, I mean, obviously, I I've watched honestly when it was still on Netflix. I think I watched the entire series, not fully in like attentive watching it, but probably watched through all of it at least like all the episodes two or three times. Um, 
but it was just like a very bland meh just something to like (laughs) put on and like kind of just like turn your brain off and not have to think too hard those like sitcoms that are just like there are some maybe a few chuckles in there you're gonna get out of it but really it's just nothing's gonna require you to put too much brain effort into it until you get to the problematic parts of it when you're watching it in the year like i don't know i guess i probably started watching it like 2016 something Mm -hmm. like that and i was like yeah this is there are some yes there's some issues here but then you gotta like wonder like well how much of that was expected in the 90s because i wasn't there then so how much of it was just like this is how people talk i don't know (laughs) so was it did you like it or is it just like is it just the streaming equivalent of white noise and i think that term works on many levels (laughs) it is it it is white noise noise. it's very much white noise it was a little bit of both okay the there, the there are certainly some episodes and some moments and some characters that I like did enjoy and some episodes I went back and rewatched on purpose mm. or like things I like to see like admittedly <coughs> Rachel and Ross's whole like will they won't they That's I was, what I was always say. I was always like about it? oh man like it's, it keeps going back and forth and I always liked to find the episodes where they're like there were big moments in like their their romantic mm-hmm. storyline but also he's her lobster he's her lobster mm-hmm. but also there were like I don't know there were definitely times where I just needed to put something on in the background while I was trying to fall asleep while I was reading doing homework whatever and it was it was good to have on there mm-hmm. as well it's just it's interesting because it's there are other sitcoms <laughs> Period. There are. Yeah. There are. <laughs> but you know, but like, like what? I just mean like, what? Did you do that with How I Met Your Mother? Yeah. Oh. And the Scrubs? Office and Parks and Rec. Uh, I've watched some Scrubs. Huh. Well, maybe it's just that kids today watch all the shows. Maybe I yeah. always have something on. I mean, you're not alone in that. I, I guess I. I had a, a roommate a while back and I like now I feel like I've just been like I can't the the theme song of Friends now just puts me in a state of anxiety because it was a very toxic mm-hmm. living situation. It wasn't good. And the one thing that was always like playing I, from morning to night, she was always watching so Friends. True. We lived together for like like th- three years. So it's not like she just watched it all and like just went on to something else, like then would restart it. It was always on in the background of this this house, just in an I endless remember visiting you for a week. And every time I was in your apartment, day or night, no matter what time, the door was shut and I just constantly heard just always. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's like the Jaws theme song to me now. If I hear it on, I'm like, please don't yell at me. Oh God. I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't realize that when I picked this topic. I'm no, sorry. No, it's okay. We're not. We're not playing the song. That would be copyright infringement. Okay. So it's okay. <laughs> I will not play the song. Uh, I. I just. But like, even on, it's on T-shirts. Like you, there are so many. Uh, like, I was looking at Urban Outfitters, and there were like all these Friends T-shirts that you could buy. Mm-hmm. And like that, that merchandise is big again. Yeah. And it's just I, I found I have it a few odd. like old faded like friends t shirts that I like sleep in that and I got I, from Urban Outfitters. And I guess it's like I mean there there are like the classic elements of like there's the romance that they manage to stretch out over all how yeah. eight seasons eight how many seasons yeah. something like that oh gosh many seasons um and they manage to make it last the entire time 
I hope we're not spoiling. Yeah, it's spoiling friends. Friend. There's no way we are spoiling. Is there, is there anybody who doesn't know? It's ten seasons. Ten seasons, man. Ten yeah. seasons. Uh, and uh, it's. I was always a little more invested for myself in Monica and Chandler. Yeah, they were definitely. Well, because you felt like Monica. Yes, I related a lot more strongly to Monica yeah. than. It was it, it was a lot more wholesome romance, I thought. Like Ross and Rachel yeah. was a little bit like, I don't know. I think you are actually bad for each other. I think I think you actually should not yeah, be together. Like, this is yeah. clearly not. A, why do you keep trying to make it work? You know you were in New York City. There are a lot of other people. Very close <laughs> proximity to you. You do not have to be together. <laughs> I think Rachel should have ended up with Joey. Oh, well, oh no. Joey yes. deserved better. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Joey no, and Rachel were better than Rachel sense. and Ross. No. Yes. No, I didn't like that at all. The cast didn't like that either. I read an article about this. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> when they handed out the scripts and this was going to be the plot line, even the cast was like, no, Joey wouldn't do that. No, this would never. No. Yeah. I don't know. I just like Joey more than Ross. Well, I, I think that's a true well, statement. I think yes. yes. Joey is a much more. I think jo- Joey is maybe. I think some of the friends have redeeming qualities. I think Joey is is the most likable friend, I think, in the long run. <laughs> I, I like that we just call them the friends. The friends. Yes. <laughs> the friends. No, but I I feel bad sometimes for Ross as a, okay, wait. <laughs> a person that didn't really exist. But, like, I guess if you're David Schwimmer and you play that character for 10 years and it becomes as, like, much, uh, like, a part of popular culture as Friends yeah. did and all the characters did, like, it's got to be hard. Like, Ross got hated on so much. Yeah. I mean, even while the show was on, it wasn't just, like, in retrospect, we didn't like Ross very much. Like, while the show was on, there was a lot of Ross hate. Yeah. And I never quite, I mean, I know... I know he got kind of like whiny sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but I never, qu- I didn't have the Ross His personality hate trait so was people... just like, guys. <laughs> His personality was just Aww. a sound. <laughs> that is, like, that's what he was. <laughs> but he was also a scientist. Well, okay. No. no. <laughs> He's a paleontologist. I, we never got... A clear look at what Ross did he taught. at the museum when he first worked at that museum. Yeah, I don't know what he did there, but he did teach classes because later. To me, because to me, when he was at that museum, he just, like, arranged the bones. Well, somebody well, has to do it. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> and I recognize that is an important job, but he made it like he was, like, a doctor. Think, it's like, no. I think you, he is. Hey, I, think, I think you have to have some sort of degree to know where the dinosaur bones go in the dinosaur. I, th- I think that would yeah. a lot of knowledge there. Okay, that's true. I would never know where dinosaur I mean, bones go in a dinosaur. Think how much harder that is than, like, what I do. Like, if I need to know where all the human bones go, I, I always have the option of cutting a human open and looking. Well, I guess you do have that well, option. I, Ross didn't have... you have that option? <laughs> you <laughs> ross didn't have that option there was no dinosaur for him to cut open and look at he had to just figure out where they go i like that this is your case you're building for why ross is a good character he knew where the okay. dinosaur bones went that was hard yes. to say you know we you, have some paleontologist listeners yes. i guarantee you who are that very was not upset. Upset. He, had that a, was not a, he had a real no. job his job wasn't the mystery. he did have a real job i'm not trying to take a stab at his job my problem was and phds are doctors just as much yes, as i am i agree but <laughs> My problem was the way that he acted about it. He acted like yes. he was better than all the other friends for his job. 
Okay. Fair, right? He d- often he, does, he acted he like he was like the a, smart one. Yes, he does have an air of superiority. Yes. I did not yes. enjoy that. That Ross was always kind of like that. Especially the whole comment about like or the whole the joke about Unagi. <laughs> that he thought it was like some some like I don't know, fancy like to, state of mind in, in subvert culture, but really it was just a type of sushi roll. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. No. Okay. You know friends better than I do. Yeah. It was like this whole thing where Rachel was like, no, that's just like a, a, a salmon skin roll. <laughs> but no, Ross was sure it was this fancy t- term for, I don't know. It's been uh, a while since I've seen friends. Yeah. But it, no, it was, I, I, mm, I'm beginning to worry that maybe I identified with Ross's air of superiority <laughs> too much. And so I did not see it as uh, uh, malignant as it uh, was. Because uh, I saw it like whenever he talked to Joey because Joey wanted to be an actor and to Rachel because Rachel wanted to, I mean, Rachel didn't really have a job for a while. Well, and then she was. She was a terrible waitress for a while. She was a terrible Man, waitress. Man, those scenes, I can't like. I think if there's a character I actually commiserate with, it's probably Gunther <laughs> because it's just like <laughs> <laughs> she she like just treats her job like it means nothing. He still like kind of covers for her, always running around the background, just dealing with these selfish, like self-absorbed people, like just taking up space at his coffee house and completely disrespecting him. It's like, man. <laughs> and they'll sit there forever. And I mean, they do drink coffee. Yes. They do buy a coffee. Yeah, but like her job every week was she grabs one tray of coffee that is only for her friends, the friends, goes over and delivers it to them and then sits yeah. down. Yeah. That was what she did. Yeah, she probably would get fired. Yeah, but Gunther was in love with her. Yeah. So he did not. There was that weird storyline. That's yeah. a weird little That was a away. weird storyline, which was kind of in there a lot consistently throughout the show, but yeah. never really, they didn't do much with it. No. Yeah. Um. All right, we need to delve further into the, <laughs> the, the things that made friends, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of All friends. Right. Uh, but before we do that... Let's check the group message. Uh, what do we I'm, have first? I am a small business owner, and I sell friends memorabilia. Hmm. That will do very well these days. The young and people love friends. I know, and it is my passion, and I just can't do it enough because I keep getting caught up with all of the tedious work that goes with my small business such as taxes Mm -hmm. that's probably tedious books those are also tedious all those things the administrative tasks that i don't want to have to do honeybook does them for me they take them off my to-do list so i can focus on all my friends memorabilia love they're an online business management tool that organizes your client communications bookings contracts contracts and invoices all in one place. It's perfect for freelancers, entrepreneurs like myself, small business owners like myself that want to consolidate services they already use like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, MailChimp, HoneyBook works with all of those and overall just simplifies your to-do list so you can focus on the great parts of your job and can not worry so much about those tedious tasks you don't want to spend too much time on. So Taylor, if our listeners want to check out HoneyBook, what should they do? Well, right now, HoneyBook is offering our listeners 50% off when you visit honeybook.com slash buffering. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. So go to honeybook.com slash buffering for 50% off your first year. Uh, do you all ever get tired of deciding, like, when you're going to class or work, like, is this going to be a comfortable day or a stylish day? Mm. Yes. And having to, like, sacrifice one for the other. All the time. 
Uh, I do too. And thanks to Beta Brand, I don't have to make that decision anymore because their dress pant yoga pants are both comfortable and stylish. What? Uh, yes. So you don't have to face that awful choice every morning. Uh, you Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants are super comfy. They're stretchy. They don't get wrinkly. So even if you're like me going from like working and trying to look like a professional businesswoman, mm-hmm. business, doctor businesswoman, doctor businesswoman, business. I don't do business. I do doctor. It's you, doctor businesswoman, doctor businesswoman <laughs> that does not do any business. Let me be clear. But I do do doctor uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> uh beta brands dress pants yoga pants cover me throughout my work day and then i get home and i can roll around on the floor with my kids and be comfortable and not have to worry about you know stretching out or wrinkling up my my pants mm-hmm. um and don't feel the need to like i gotta get out of these things they're so uncomfortable mm-hmm. um it's really nice and there are dozens of colors and patterns and cuts and styles they've got boot cut straight leg skinny cropped and now premium denim Wow. So, uh, lots of options. Yeah, lots of options. If our listeners want to check out Beta Brand's dress pant, yoga pants, what should they do, Taylor? Well, right now, our listeners can get 20% off their first order if you go to betabrand.com slash buffering. That's 20% off your first order order at betabrand.com slash buffering. Okay, so, friends, we I as we have said, I, I think it is. we need to make clear this is not like a friends, uh, friends love fest. No, friends was definitely as it's. It's funny to hear you say it, Riley. But like, it was this just the way things were in the nineties? I mean, unfortunately, in the media landscape, yeah, yeah. like the the jokes that are made. And yeah, the, I certainly didn't mean like everyone interacting with each other all the time in the nineties. <laughs> I just mean like popular culture. Yeah, I mean, it well, was really well, yeah. it, it was poorly representative of most of actual society yeah and very representative of a tiny little piece yeah of Mm -hmm. you know i mean like that that's all you saw um because of the people who were making the shows and who were green lighting the shows Mm -hmm. and writing the shows and in and then also in the shows like you you didn't get to see much else Mm -hmm. and as a result you also have like a lot of jokes in it that are uh insensitive in a variety of ways yes. whatever whatever is you want to i mean that, that yeah you can find examples of you know racist jokes sexist jokes certainly homophobic yeah. jokes yes um transphobic specifically jokes mm-hmm. um all of that is unfortunately present in friends and i think again that's why it it's it's one of those things that i assumed would just kind of fade away now yeah. mm-hmm. because like it, the first i remember the first like kind of whispers of that were people who would watch it and go how do these people afford these apartments <laughs> yes and why aren't they at work that like, was one of my first thoughts always why how are they paying for them because they're they're rarely at work and if they are they're not working <laughs> also monica has this great huge apartment that they have to make clear at one point was handed down yeah, to her control, from family yeah. but yeah. right across the hall is joey and chandler's apartment which is wildly different and so much smaller but it's right across the hall from monica's apartment that is this huge big like it is strange they're both two bedrooms and one is so much larger than the other so much larger it has a balcony it has like multiple bathrooms and then joey and chandler's is just like this tiny little kitchen living room area and then does it two have multiple bedrooms. bathrooms i thought it just had one i thought it had the one and then one back 
I don't know. I'm not going to go into Yeah, I can't. (laughs) The homes of Friends characters. But they are very different apartments. It's not like my understanding of an apartment building typically would be like they're all pretty much the same space. Maybe (laughs) laid out differently, but like the same space. But in New York, you might be chopping them up sometimes to make room for more units, right? Yeah, I mean, that's like you'll see like I've moved into buildings where like some of the units have been like bought and refurbished so they can rent them out at higher costs but then mm-hmm. some of the older yeah. ones that have things like rent control or whatever they're still the original like layout okay. or units so i don't know i mean stuff like that does go on like i've definitely lived in places where i'll see my neighbor open their door i'm like wait what's going on in there <laughs> like what are you <laughs> where did all that come from in there <laughs> <laughs> but but it is weird that i mean like it, they and i mean that was the first thing that was talked about like joey is a struggling actor Yes. Who can pay half of the rent. Which is wild because by struggling actor, we mean, I think we see him have what, like, well, probably he, less than five but jobs. He's on that he gets soap opera for a while, right? Yeah. Not until later, though. Dr. Drake Ramore. Because at first Ramore he's like, remember, his... he's a he's a butt double for. Uh, yes, he's a butt double. For and... Al Pacino. Is that right? Am I remembering that correctly? Is that who it is? He is a butt double. And he's he also does an ad for STI testing, doesn't yes, he? Yes, and yeah. he's in a weird play about Freud. At one point, anyway, he, with all with this, he manages. To but he pay. pays half the rent in this pr- pretty sizable New York apartment. Mm. Which we those assume, jobs. which we assume Chandler must pick up more than his fair share because he but has. I don't know what he does. Non-specific, boring, yeah, and they, non-specific, boring business job. They do make a joke about that at one point. Where no one knows what Chandler does. They're all playing like this game of how well they know each other. And one of the questions is they have to ask Monica, like, what is Chandler's job title? Mm-hmm. No one knows what Chandler's job title is. Now, have we considered that maybe they just all have trust funds? Now, that's more Some likely. Of them, yeah. Maybe all of them. I don't know. At least Rachel's upfront about it. At least Rachel's like, yeah, you guys, my parents are like giving me all my money to be here. Yes. <laughs> yes. That is made very clear. Yeah. And I mean, Phoebe is the most like realistic in that sense where like she talks about her struggles to like that's true get like get to a point where she can support herself and all the yeah. different ways she's had to make money and all the she's had multiple jobs at once I think she lived in her like did she live in a car for a while maybe yes she lived in a that taxi right, right? Yeah. yeah 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 so so I mean like Phoebe is more realistic in that yeah. sense and she moved into her own apartment which I find very like, this is, this is better, right? Mm-hmm. Like all, as the friends all get older, it's like, all right, do you really still live with roommates when you're married? Well, <laughs> and, and like in your 30s? actually, I think it would be way more realistic uh, to if they all live together. Yeah, I think living alone yeah. in your uh, it, like I don't know. That's that's kind of like a that's an achievement. I think you know. I have plenty yeah. of people that live with, like, they're married and they share a place with another roommate, like couples, even people with kids. Okay. It's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not an adult in the adult world. I don't know. I, well, in New York work. City, I think. I don't, that's not yeah. the, the rest. I mean, it's not a lot of the, the country, but definitely here, I think right. that, you know, you can have room. There is no, that's fair. it's not like somebody shows up at your door at 33. It's like, it would be weird for you to have roommates now. Move into your own place. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I, but I think that speaks to, like, how it was not reflective it was like yeah. looking into a world that most of us do not live yeah. in yeah. um or can't really identify with uh because yeah. of that and like the idea that like you would 
date somebody and then have a really horrible breakup and then like just have lunch together with all your friends yeah. the next week or whatever. I mean, that's weird. Yeah. Um, also, they live in New York City and we never see them do anything for 10 years other than be in their apartments and drink coffee. And I'm saying like all the time, always. That is yeah, all they do. That's what I've done for, for ten, 10 years. years. I, don't, that is, I was gonna say now, Tay. <laughs> well, no, I, I'm like, betting that's actually pretty true. <laughs> they don't do anything. I'm, like this show could be anywhere because there is nothing about it ever, rarely that is New York specific. I feel like that is a little accurate, though. I don't know. I, I think that's, I, I just always felt like that was like. You're not hanging this out at the Statue anywhere. of Liberty every well, weekend. Well, that's not what I meant. You know, that's not what I meant. <laughs> just, I know. Have oh, a no. piece of pizza in one hand and a pigeon in the other. <laughs> just New York stuff, yeah. you know. Just Wearing a bagel as yeah. a bracelet. Standing in front of the Empire State Building. Just what you do. Hey. Yeah. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. I'm walking here. <laughs> New York stuff. Oh, man. Is that? Wait, Riley. I'm going to New York in a few days, and I thought that's what that's, they all did. I was trying to that's prepare. What we'll do. Uh, no, you'll just drink coffee. That's all they do. Which honestly, <laughs> like, I'd be same fine. Five other white people every yeah. day. Yeah, which I'd be fine with. But also, when do they all work? They're always there. Well, I don't know. I mean, we get to see. Like, remember for a while, Monica was at that ro- worked at that roller skating restaurant where she had to have yeah. fake breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that story. Like, yeah. yeah. But then she works at the, the fancy restaurant. She's the chef. Yeah. She's the chef. Yeah. yeah. Um, Which I feel like we don't talk enough about Monica's job and how impressive and cool that was. Mm-hmm. But they barely ever. That's like a, well, a non-thing. It, and you could. Th- we've leveled a lot of, of like complaints against friends for their insensitivity to like everybody who isn't, you know. Straight, white, white cis. straight, cis. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Affluent to a certain extent, yeah. you know. Um, but then you could also talk about, like, it is very restrictive as to, like, what kind of archetypes exist. Yeah. Like, and especially as, like, a woman watching, like, well, I'm not like Rachel because I'm not, like, I don't have that arc of, like, I was pretty but supposed to be kind of ditzy, I think, yeah. to, like businesswoman capable Mm -hmm. you know takes care of herself like successful and Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff um i'm definitely not like phoebe i'm not like mom mom (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm definitely not like mom you know earthy spiritual like hippie kind of like that's not writing guitar songs no exactly and and never taken seriously right like phoebe is never taken seriously essentially um and i'm i guess i'm most like monica because I'm kind of awkward and I sometimes rub people the wrong way and I can be kind of shrill and irritating sometimes, I guess. So, yeah, the one that the one and that is you the, like to clean? Well, question mark. Is that what her thing is? I like to eat. <laughs> um, and uh, I, I don't know. So I guess that's me. Like, but that's, I mean, that's hard. Like, wait, which one do I identify with? It's of very, these three? it's very diminutive of, of the wide range of all the things that women specifically can be. It's like that book that we read a while ago that you found that was like the guide to being a oh, girl. Yeah. Yes. 
and it was like what kind of woman are which you which type are you which type are you like the whole idea of like well are you a Rachel or Monica or a Phoebe like that's like a, a thing and it, with, well, with friends being popular and, and it's I, like that's not all that women can be no and I would say that even though it I don't think that um, men necessarily feel the need to fit into like media stereotypes as because yeah. they have a lot wider range of things to choose right. from. So I don't think it's as problematic. But like the men, the male characters are definitely pigeonholed. Too. Oh yeah, I mean like Joey's just like he eats and he acts and he's not the smartest. Mm-hmm. Chandler's like sarcastic, funny guy, and Ross is just kind of like an annoying, whiny, smart guy. <laughs> yes, right? Is that? <laughs> And none of them are people, I mean, I will say this too. It's interesting as I think back, like, who was I attracted to on the show or who would I have wanted to date? None of them. Yeah. Somehow none of them. I I mean, like, I don't think, I mean, not like I was repulsed by all of them, but I don't think like, I wouldn't particularly want to be in a relationship with any of them. Yeah. I don't think I'd want to hang out with, I I think I think I could like hang out with Joey and be like, oh, you're sweet and funny, but you got to chill it with the objectification women. And Phoebe, I'd be like, yeah, OK, that's Phoebe. Phoebe's cool. But everybody else just kind of sucks. Is that OK? Sorry. I don't know. Yeah. I Yeah. I mean, I think when um, Phoebe starts dating Paul Rudd's character, <laughs> oh. that- like he's a nice guy. Mike. What a Mike! What a perfect person for Phoebe right. to marry, Paul Rudd. I, I could hang out with Mike. That's who you, there, yeah, you would that's hang cool. out with. Paul Rudd is what it is. One of the <laughs> one of the non friends. <laughs> friends. Yeah, adjacent. I don't mind that some of the yeah. friends adjacent people. <laughs> a friend of the friends. I feel bad for Emily. I feel like she got a raw yeah, deal. Yeah. But she also was kind of mean. Well, I I think you're still in love with your ex-girlfriend because you said her name at the altar, so I'd rather you not hang out with her. Well, is not is not a wild I don't request. just mean about that. I mean like I feel like again that was another like just generalization of women is like, "Oh, she's kind of like the bee. She's well, the mean one." They needed uh, it's and this is classic like especially that era of television. We have to make her unlikable right. now because yeah. we want you to not like her so that then we can all agree it's the best when Ross eventually divorces her, we all have to be on the same page. So we will make her unlikable. Yes. As opposed to just like, well, you know, sometimes in human relationships, things don't work out and it's nobody's fault. Nobody's, it's not that anybody is like inherently bad or unlikable. It just didn't yeah. work out. And also he said Rachel's name at the altar. Yeah. That's a huge wow. deal. That was a huge deal. Man. Does everyone have a favorite episode? I do. You do? Yeah. It's a Chandler in a box. The one where he there Thanksgiving and Joey punishes Chandler by putting him in the box because uh-huh. Chandler tried to date Joey's ex girlfriend. Oh yeah. So he spends the whole Thanksgiving in this big wooden box in the, the during Thanksgiving. It's very it's very funny. Uh what about you, Tay? What's your favorite episode of Friends? I don't think I have one. I don't know. Uh like yeah, I, I can't like. I don't think I have a favorite episode of Friends. I I really liked when um, Monica and Chandler proposed to each okay. other. That was yeah. good. I would say Chandler proposes to Monica, but it's kind of a. It's both. Yeah, I thought that one actually caught me by surprise because I was really nervous as to where it was going there. Because mm-hmm. they hint that she might like get back together with Richard. Yeah, and 
then she doesn't. And I, like I said, I was always way more invested in them as a couple. I feel like you probably identify you and Justin more so as a Monica and Chandler. <laughs> yes. Um. I do. I do. I, I think, yes. <laughs> not not prone to the, like, broad dramatic strokes of a Ross and a Rachel. Yeah. No, no giant, like, torturous love affair, like, will they, won't they, spans. If mom is Phoebe, does that make dad Paul Rudd? Yes. Because <laughs> I feel like, honestly, that's, that's like, a, okay. That, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> That's a comfortable assertion. Yeah. I, yeah. I guess. I guess that's about right. I guess. Um, how does yeah. everyone feel about the reboot? Are the they reunion? doing a reboot? Yep. Oh, oh, I heard they were doing a reunion. Yeah. Well, it's like a, it's like a, um, I don't know if it's like a long feature, like one episode or if it's like mm-hmm. a limited series, but they're all getting thickings. The friends oh, are back so together. Be like that's however many years later, we're going to check in on them. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. They, uh, it's an HBO exclusive because I guess they're the ones that have the streaming rights to it now. So sometime oh. in May, whenever they're uploading all the episodes, they're also going to be uploading this new reunion series. It, that's really, I wonder, um, I wonder how they'll do that. One, it must have been expensive. That was a big thing, oh, too, yeah. with Friends towards the end. or There were a lot of um, stories back when it was on the air mm-hmm. about like they started negotiating together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it for was a record salaries. what they yeah. were making for anyone who'd been on a sim- sitcom before. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's it's probably been broken by now. But, yeah. Um, but uh, one, it would be expensive, and two, I wonder how they'll address like. Um, I feel like if you have a show like that, and I don't know, I didn't watch. I wonder if they do this on Will and Grace because I didn't watch the Will and Grace reboot, and I, I watched yeah Will and Grace a little bit back in the day. Mm-hmm. I I, don't, I didn't watch it all the time though. But I wonder how you address like if you have a show like Friends set in New York City and it is so clearly not representative yeah, of New York City from like a diversity standpoint mm-hmm. in every way shape and form every every type of diversity you could talk about it is not representative so if you're going to reboot it or you're going to reunion it or whatever now in 2020 do you try to fix that do you try to address it well, oh, man well it's funny because I know that uh, I think um not necessarily referencing the HBO one, which still has the same characters, but I know that like David Schwimmer got some heat because he tweeted about how he thought it'd be cool to redo Friends now with a completely different cast and make it a diverse cast. And a lot of people were quick to point out that that already happened and that was Living Single. And that was the show that came before Friends that was set in a Brooklyn brownstone Mm -hmm. and it was, you know, all people of color. Mm -hmm. And... Friends got way over advertised and like they aired opposite time slots. So, you know, kind of like it, it kind of didn't have the success it should have had because of Friends. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, Friends was the white living yeah. single. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we did that. I feel like with, with yeah. a show like Friends, you could either, you could either go one of two ways and you could make lots of very bold and obvious statements that are like very like breaking the fourth wall about the problems of the show right and trying to fix them or you just don't and you just try to make it about these these characters and try to avoid any sort of like other social issues with the show and just try to make it about like oh look we're gonna spend an hour looking at like what's Chandler what are they up to now what are those kids doing so I I don't know I I I feel like it would depend on what you're going to do with it. What I just feel like if you're going to do it in 2020, you have to address yeah. it. Like you have to address that that was one of the biggest problems yeah. with friends. And it really like, it's weird to think about how, what a big part of culture. Like I remember 
I know this would seem strange, Riley, but like when I was in college was when the Friends finale aired. Oh my gosh. And all of us got together at one of my friend's apartments. Mm -hmm. Like we had a big farewell to Friends party so that we could all watch it at the same time. Because, you know, nothing was streaming. Right. It was just like You'd on, have to. Yeah. It was like on TV. Like we were commercials and everything. Yeah. And we just. Wow, commercials. <laughs> what are all, those? I remember though, because ju- I was dating Justin by then and he was there and he did not watch Friends much. And so he was totally like, I don't know what's, this is fine. Oh, but like, he came with you. He did. He, he, he suffered through the Friends finale <laughs> despite all that. Um, There was a huge deal. They, even, uh, they parodied it on SNL that night or the next night, whenever. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I mean, it was like the the show. It was was the show. It was the show of that time period. So it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see what they do to like make because it, it's got to. I mean, things have to be relevant and speak to where they are and what like where they are in time and place in society. And Friends did not speak to where it yes. was in that time and place, and in, certainly doesn't now. No, it doesn't yeah. at all. Thirty years later, or whatever. Yeah, twenty five years later. And that's what that's what it's a you know that's that's the key to this to making something feel like relevant and important and like something you want to be into is like all of these people who didn't look or talk or think like the friends already existed. They just weren't on television because <laughs> <laughs> none of them were being allowed to make the television. Yeah. So we'll let's, see. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. I'm sure that'll be something we'll talk about in the next few months. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Comes out. I never got a Rachel haircut. Mm. I always wanted one. That was always a, a the go-to. Ra- the, the Rachel. Yeah. It was called the Rachel. Yeah. There was actually mm-hmm. a like an exhibit on Friends not too long ago in New York. I think it was just this past year. Uh, one of my buddy who like does wigs, like styles wigs professionally, and she got to make all of Rachel's hair <laughs> through the season. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, was, yeah, de- That's definitely cool. having wow. like a weird moment like culturally of like people curious yeah. about it. So it's a good time to do something like this, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. That before we end, you were talking about hairstyles. I will say one of the funniest, and I saw this um, on a rerun that was on not too long ago, was when Phoebe is doing Monica's hair, and she says she wants her to cut it short, like Demi Moore. Mm-hmm. And because Demi Moore, at the I don't know what her hair looks like now, but at the time had the like that bob, that, well, not even bob, like really short yeah. cut, and it was it looked it from Ghost. Yeah, yeah, and it was a very popular look. Um, but Phoebe thinks she means Dudley more. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty funny That's bit. That's a good one. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Pretty funny bit. <laughs> That's good Dudley Moore jokes. <laughs> yeah. For all you yeah. Dudley Moore fans out there. We know you're out there. It's for me to you. Make fun of me for liking Jim all Carrey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are we talking about next week? Uh, all right. So I haven't talked about any music uh, that uh, influenced me. Yet, yeah. so I wanted to uh, bring up one of my favorite bands uh, growing up, uh, Veruca Salt. Um, and I like, all right, okay. you know, I mean, they've got a lot of hits. Uh, so I guess album wise, Eight Arms to Hold You is probably the one that has the songs that I most want to talk about, but there's also some good ones on American Thighs. I don't know, I think the whole story of the band is cool, which I'll obviously get more into next week, but yeah, all right. Well, we will listen to we'll some Veruca that. Salt be- between awesome. now and then. I will listen to it again. Yeah, you, you listen to I will it listen to it for the first time. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I still have the CDs if you need to borrow them. 
I mean, thanks, I guess, but I don't know. What you to want do me to them. burn you a copy? <laughs> <laughs> I'll send them to you in the mail. <laughs> why you? I don't know why you do that to a CD. That seems very unproductive. Oh, I'll make you. I'll make you a really great Veruca Salt mix of just the 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 hits. Yeah, just hits only. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you both for indulging me and in talking about Friends. I still don't understand why it's so popular among you. I honestly you. don't either. I don't, I, I don't think I ever will. But um, but there we go. I, I don't I don't intend on rewatching it. I don't think. I think I'm good. Yeah. Um. Thank you, listeners. Uh, if you want to email us, you can at stillbufferingmaximumfun.org. You should check out maximumfun.org for a lot of wonderful podcasts you would enjoy. Uh, you can tweet at us at stillbuff. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Change Your Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am That's another thing to do. Thanks, Jamie. Mission Control, this is Rocket Ship One. Come in, Mission Control. This is Mission Control, go ahead. We have incoming, and it looks big. Can you identify? It looks like some sort of Pledge drive. Affirmative. It's Max Fun Drive. That's a verified Max Fun Drive. Countdown to Max Fun Drive is initiated. Can you project a time to intercept? Based on the current trajectory, Max Fun Drive will be here from March 16 to March 27. March 16 to March 27. Roger. Rocket Ship One, can you confirm a visual on common Max Fun Drive phenomena, such as the best episodes of the year, bonus content, and special gifts for new and upgrading monthly members? We have a visual. Great episodes, bonus content, premium gifts confirmed, and more. Sure sounds quiet down there. Mission Control, what's your status? All systems go, Rocket Ship One. Just catching up on our favorite Max Fun shows so we can tune into Max Fun Drive episodes between March 16 and March 27. Over and out. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.